Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio, but it's not on the radio. Hogan Johns. We will be perfect. Obsession. In every aspect of the game. Being obsessed. Radio's very own Adam O. That's just a straight shooter with upper management written all over him. Yeah. And the Chicago Sun Times, Adam Johns. You see, load letter. Samir, not going to work here anymore anyway. <laughs> Bring you Chicago's best Bears coverage. Yes! So they do the first part, 21 yard field goal. It's a good one. It's a I gotta tell you, I think I told you guys last week, Kevin Burkhart is really good. Supposed to be Jay Cutler's partner, was he not? Well, I think, yeah, Jay was going to be the third member of that team. How is that going to work out still, by the way? How's it going to work out? No, having three guys in the booth. No, I don't know. It can work. I wanted it to happen. Come on, Jay. Well, I don't think they offered it to him. Not, not after he, yeah, yeah, after he said well, he's uh, a reality television star now. That's right. I forgot about. I think that, that second season's coming out soon. Yeah. Uh oh. Is your is your pad working? It's coming now? out already. I think so. What is it? It just was out in the summer. I think they just recorded it. Why do we have goats? Why do we have goats? Why, why do we have goats? <laughs> goats. It's from season one of whatever that show was called that I already forget. Very Cavalieri, Adam. That's right. That's right. Well, this is Hogan Johns, episode 199. Really? So the big two zero zero comes on Sunday night. Yeah. It shows you how much we've picked this up in the last 100. It seems like just yesterday we were naming every episode after... Bears players. Players with <laughs> the numbers. We hit 100 last, like a year ago in training camp. Was it really? Which was already our third season. So we've done it. We've knocked out 100 episodes here really, really fast. Now we're doing three a week. Oh, that's sort of how that works, I think. I was pretty salty that you guys didn't say Tony Parrish for episode 37. You're still mad about that? Jeez. <laughs> no, I'm not sure if that's it. I was just trying to be a nerd about uh, what, you know, a jersey number. I can't one. even remember episode. He's held a grudge this entire time. Tony uh, Parrish. Yep. That is our producer, Joe Romano, at Joey Joe Rowe with an R-O. Playing hurt, getting through it. Let's go, boys. See, I got this friend named Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. That's the worst name I ever heard. Oh, no. Hi, Joey Jojo! Yeah, it's been that kind of week. 
Joe's playing hurt. I'm playing hurt. <laughs> Get the man colds going yeah, on. I know. My wife just keeps making fun of me for it. Let it be known. You look fine. Thank you. You're drinking tea. I know. I don't really like tea. Got the bag still in there. But I got the honey in there, and it, it does the job. You okay? I also look fine. I look really good, actually. I be bet you do, Joe. Yep. We man, can't see you right colds. now, but I just know you do. I know you do. I know what you're saying, though. My wife makes fun of me, too. I get a cold. Heaven forbid I get a flu. It's like the end of the world. Oh, yeah. End of the world. (laughs) I hate being sick. Wash your hands, damn it. Follows on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Read us at WGNRadio.com slash BearsChicagoSuntimes.com. You can find the podcast by searching Hogan Johns on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Tune in. Please rate and review it. We appreciate when you do that. And um, we have voicemails still from Sunday. Let's do it. Which will be really interesting. Imagine people were very angry in the moment. (laughs) Hadn't lost the game in a while. Poor Chase Daniel. Yeah. All right, Joe, let's hear what the uh, voicemailers had to say. Hello? Do you know who this is? Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! The Hogan Johns voicemail. The Hogan Johns voicemail line. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. Got any questions or comments about the Bears? Give the guys a call before, after, or even during the game. 310-222-5050. Go Bears! Jack calling from Illinois, and I just miss Trubisky so much. Oh, my God. Chase Daniel is hot garbage. This is Adam from Roscoe Village. If the Bears go and lose three games in a row and don't make the playoffs, it all started with that nonsensical timeout that was called before halftime. I don't know what's worse, kicking a field goal on second down or that timeout, but I think it was that timeout. Alejandro calling from Chicago. I guess now we know why Chase is a career backup QB, and I feel like Mitchell was actually healthy, but Nagy really thought that Chase could pull this one out. Obviously, he was wrong. I never want to see Chase start a game ever again in my life. Bear down. Eric from Newport Beach, California. And holy shit, guys, we're going to overtime. Austin calling in from Utah. Absolutely pathetic. Knew this was going to happen. Could feel it could happen. The Bears, too confident in themselves. Too confident in a backup quarterback who has played a total of four games in his NFL career. We barely got past the Lions thanks to our defense. This one is all on Maggie. Thanks for the timeout before the half. Jerry from the northwest side of Chicago. Uh, Matthew Nagy should give his game check to cancer research or the Wounded Warrior Project this week, you know, for the charity things, because he made an absolute F-up of this game today. All right, that's all I have to say. Uh, from Chicago, Nagy and Daniel. It's right back into the cellar, probably staring 8-5 in the face. Oof. Steven from Sacramento. This game proves that this coaching staff is not ready for a playoff run. Noah from Kenosha, Wisconsin calling. Heartbreaking loss today, but Tariq Cohen, wow, incredible. But just think about how incredible he's going to be when he finally finishes going through puberty. Start preparing a busting chance and then... Dave, way out in the cornfields. What the hell is going on with the fumbles? If anything, it really does show us how much Trubisky actually makes a difference in the game. Shitty loss, but hopefully there's some brightness to the future. Mr. Anderson calling from Philly. Total lack of respect for the game. 
Tackling, terrible. Play calling, terrible. Quarterback play, terrible. Everything, terrible. The freaking giant. Sam and Osceola. I can't help but look back and wonder if the Bears should have gone for two after they got that touchdown. You do that at the goal line with three seconds left, and then you just kick and play for overtime when Saquon Barkley was running rough shot over the defense in the second half. Mike Mele, I don't know what was worse, the pick six by Chase Daniel or his three fumbles on the last drive in overtime. The guy looked awful. Bear down. George from Will Matt. I cannot understand this game. The referees have screwed the Bears. Tariq Cohen was not down. There have been three pass interference calls, including the one on Robinson, that haven't been called. And and why, why, Nagy, are you calling that timeout with 17 seconds left in the first half? This game, as Admiral Akbar says, it's a trap. Time for some Bears conversations. Okay, kids, time for some Bears conversations. This is Conversations. Conversations with Poggy Cat and John Z. Bibbs. Damn right it is. That's right. Conversation. Conversation. Man, people. We, Joe, we might need to isolate that. Why? Why? <laughs> Yeah, dude, that was a good one. That's Grab fantastic. That one. We, yeah, we got to get that going. That's awesome. Yeah, all right. People not happy with Matt Nagy. You know what? I'm I not, thought the play calling was fine. I thought it was. I mean, I I thought it was fine down the stretch. Maybe yeah. your quarterback should hit wide open receivers down the seam. The timeout was bad. Um, that's about it, though. That's, yeah. that's really it. it well, well, I'm, I did want to get this out because I, I said this on Sunday, and I'm sticking to it. And I said, if Mitch Trubisky comes back on Wednesday and is a full participant in practice, and this is just my opinion. It's how I feel about it. I think he should have played on Sunday, and I think the Bears would be 9-3 and three right now if they did. And I, and I got to say, if they want to claim the doctors didn't clear him, which I don't even know that they've technically done. That's fine. I saw a guy ripping the football yesterday. Ripping the football. And I don't know how you go from... balls the other day. I don't know how you go from I can't play football on Sunday to ripping ping pong balls on Monday or table tennis balls, as you put it, to throwing, let me say, ripping the football on Wednesday. That's just my opinion. I get the logic. I get the logic. They thought that they could beat the Giants with Chase Daniel, and after what they did against the Lions, I understand why they They thought that way. They should have beaten the Giants with Chase Daniel. It turned out to be the wrong decision, though. They're 8-4. and They're not 9-3. and Well, hindsight is always... What's the saying? Yeah, but I said that going into the game, too. Want me to pat you on the back? No, I'm just saying it's not hindsight. (laughs) Foresight. It might be hindsight So what, what what does foresight have... In store for for this week, Kreskin. Uh, Foresight has that they're going to have a chance to beat the Rams, okay. and if they do, all will be forgiven. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's how this. There'll how, be some rest to get over. That's how the roller coaster of the NFL world works. Um, speaking of which, Sean McVay. This is a video that's been going all around the internet in the last twenty four hours. Sean McVay was asked about the Bears' defense yesterday in his press conference. And 
he did such a good job of naming every single player on the Bears defense as head coach. You're doing of- such a good job of hiding your sarcasm. <laughs> he's the he gets paid a lot of money to prepare for the defense he's facing. Yes, he does, and uh, everybody's patting him on the back for being able to name quote unquote all eleven starters. He- which, which by the way, he didn't do. Correct. Let's take a listen. This is Sean McVay yesterday out in lovely Los Angeles. Look at their front. Hicks is doing an excellent job. Obviously, Khalil Mack is an outstanding player, and they do move him around a little bit. You know, he's moved around where he's sometimes on the left, sometimes on the right. Uh, Leonard Floyd is a player that's gotten a lot better. You know, you know, really, you just look at a couple years ago when I was in Washington, we played them, and you can just feel his growth and maturation. Aaron Lynch is always a guy that's made a lot of plays. And then when you look at their second level, you feel their speed. You know, you see why Roquan Smith's a top 10 pick, got a great feel in coverage. He can blitz and finish. Trevathan's been doing it for a long time. And then at on the back end, I think, you know, you see all those ball skills where guys are making picks. You know, you, you, you talk about, I want to say it's 21 interceptions they have as a defense. Kyle Fuller has six on his own. Uh, he's got great instincts. He can play with great vision on the quarterback, and, and, he, and he plays with great technique. Uh, Mukamura is a guy that you've always seen. Just going back to when I was in Washington, when he was in the division with the Giants, um, he's a very good physical player. Bryce Callahan's gotten better at the nickel spot. And then when you look at Eddie Jackson, uh, the instincts, the range, uh, you you know, he makes a lot of different plays, and Amos is a guy that's been doing it for a long time, too. So, uh, great scheme. So, there it is. Yeah. I mean, it sounds good because he, you know, can rattle off everybody's name. Poor Eddie Goldman. No love for the big nose tackle. Well, Eddie Goldman's going to have a monster game because Sean McVay's never heard of him. <laughs> he didn't actually say anything. If you go back and listen to it, listen to it. Look at their front. Hicks is doing an excellent job. Yeah, no. AJ Amos is doing. He's been doing this for a long time. Let me go through this. Okay, Akeem Hicks. He's doing an excellent job. No kidding. Obviously, Khalil Mack is an outstanding player, and they do move him around a little bit. Wow, that's outstanding stuff. No, he's moved around where he's sometimes on the left, sometimes on the right. Ooh. Uh, Leonard Floyd is a player that's gotten a lot better. You know, you know, really, you just look at a couple years ago when I was in Washington, we played them, and you can just feel his growth and maturation. Aaron Lynch is always a guy that's made a lot of plays. Really? Not the last couple of years, but okay. And then Continue. when you look at their second level, you feel their speed. You know, you see why Roquan Smith's a top ten pick. Got a great feel in coverage. He can blitz and finish. Is he good in coverage? Because that seems to be the thing that he struggles with the most when you watch the tape. Trevathan's been doing it for a long time, and then on the back end, I think you know you see all those ball skills where guys are making picks. You know, you- so Trevathan's been doing it for a long time. You talk about, I want to say it's 21 interceptions they have as a defense. Kyle Fuller has six on his own. Uh, he's got great instincts. He can play with great vision on the quarterback, and he, and he plays with great technique. Uh, Mukamura is a guy that you've always seen. Always seen him. I've always seen Prince of Mukamura. Just going back to when I was in Washington, when he was in the division with the Giants, um, he's a very good physical player. Bryce Callahan's gotten better at the nickel spot. And then when you look at Eddie Jackson, uh, the instincts, the range, uh, you, you know, he makes a lot of different plays, and Amos is a guy that's been doing it for a long time, too. So, Long time, too. It's his fourth year. Uh, by the way, I'm not ripping Sean McVay. I love the prep for the rip job. You're not ripping? Well, look, I wa- no, I'm making it clear. I'm not ripping Sean McVay. Okay. In fact, I want to give him credit for actually giving an answer like that in a press conference. Okay, That's a great ahead. answer. It's good stuff. Great. What I'm ripping is the reaction on social media. 
Like they they want to crown Sean McVay as the as Vince Lombardi too here because he can name all the players. Well, people love Sean McVay, and he forgot Eddie Goldman. Yes, yes, who's yes, like yes. one of the top three players on the entire defense. Yes, he did. People love Sean McVay though. I like just, Sean just McVay. like people like Matt Nagy's candidness and openness. It's different. Who I got to drink some I mean, tea John here. Fox settle the voice down. John Fox could have pronounced the guys' names on his own team. Someone did tweet that. Katulski. <laughs> Katulski, yeah. Right? Wasn't that Katulski? Yes. Was that what it was? Come on. You got it there. And uh, Carlos Santos. Remember when he tried that's pronouncing Tayo Fabaluje? Oh, man. I, I, that's the one I don't have that I always regret. Fabaluje. What did he say? Fab, I don't know. Fabulous or something. So <laughs> I get. Yeah, yeah. It didn't really say much. When you listen back to it, but the the willingness to engage, give the guy some credit there. Um, you're looking for the fabulous. I think <laughs> I have it on my computer somewhere. Well, it's it's well, whatever. It's, the problem is I can't even, I can't remember how to spell fabulous. That's part of the problem. So even if it is, I don't know if I put that in there. I don't think we have this. It's okay, but um. What I I just want to make it clear. I'm ripping the reaction. Okay. Like I get it. It's ridiculous. I'm not ripping Sean McVay. I get it. Matt Nagy's a number guy. Have you noticed that? A number guy? Oh yeah. yeah. Number That's 10. how I usually go too. Yeah. Dal Loggins was a number guy. Would say numbers instead of names. John Fox was just uh Carlos Santos. Carlos Santos. And uh, Carlos Santos. Someone did bring up how, I guess, Jeff Fisher two years ago forgot that Danny Amendola wasn't on the Patriots anymore. Oh, yeah. So, like, I could definitely see the praise coming from Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. That's fine. You got to watch out for Danny Amendola. He's not on the team. That's that's more than fair. That is pretty funny. That is more than fair. Uh, All right. Well... It's a great observation, by the way. Good for Sean McVay. So he's a good coach, man. He's got a good thing going on. Oh, he's an excellent coach. I, I, I I'm fascinated by Sean McVay. They, they were um, right at the 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 jet, last Jeff Fisher season was featured on that Amazon show, All or Nothing. Uh, and then the last episode, which I appreciated them doing, was all on the off season after they fired him. So there was some of Sean McVay on there. Like one of his, I want to say it was like one of his first days in the building. They had like they were showing the inside and like just the first initial impressions of him coming in there was very very impressive, very impressive. Yeah, it was like wow they they got a much better coach than it. and the parallels between these two situations. Oh, there's so many. I mean, it's and and they're all completely fair. Uh, you know, just going from Jeff Fisher, John Fox, very similar head coaches, guys who have a lot of credibility in the league, but this happens. It's just a reality. You know, coaches win with a certain philosophy and a certain scheme, and they get so in love with it that they don't adapt. And then as the rest of the league adapts, it the doesn't work anymore. The league changes. The Bears had a perfect example of that. Lovey Smith. You know, you could say the Bears shouldn't have fired Lovey Smith because of everything that happened after that, but the reality is that scheme wasn't working anymore. Right. The league was passing him by, and that's why when he went to Tampa, it didn't really work. I'm not bashing Lovey. He's a phenomenal coach. But 
That's the reality. So when you have guys like Jeff Fisher and John Fox trying to do archaic ways of winning, and oh, by the way, the rosters weren't ready to win either. That's completely fair to bring up. But then right at the point that they were ready to win, both of these franchises went out and found two of the younger, more innovative head coaches, head coaching candidates, I should say, in the league. And for McVay, it's obviously working. Maybe the verdict's still out on Nagy here a little bit because it's only been 12 games, but all the early results yeah. are pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, Same early results that the Rams got last year. And they're a year behind in their decisions to do this, and the quarterbacks, are. there's a year difference too. So, But right there, there's a lot of similarities, and Jared Goff and Mitch Trubisky are friends. They worked out together in the offseason. Um, you know, it, it's, there's so many similarities. There's, it, it's unbelievable. And so I think the big question here, as, as we'll get into, you know, analyzing this game here in a little bit, is are the Bears ready to beat the Rams, or are they still a year behind to getting to that level? I mean, the Rams are 11-1. and one. Yes. Is that your big question? Are we going right into it? No, 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 no. We're, we'll get we'll dive deeper into that in here okay. in a second. Okay, you're jumping ahead of things. Mr. No, I'm just, Mr. I'm just right now I'm talking bigger picture. Okay. You're right. A lot of similarities, in, just in terms of the, the, the charisma, natural charisma, too, just to, to point out the way Sean McVay interacts with people. You could draw a lot of parallels with Nagy as well, just in terms of natural charisma, the persona he exudes, the energy. It's like nonstop energy. You can feel it, too. And I think he was talking about this on the conference call with us yesterday, McVeigh, that is, how important authenticity is. You know, players figure out real quick when you're fake. Yeah. Well, coaches figure it out pretty too soon about players as well. Is that what Baker Mayfield called Hugh Jackson? Yeah. Fake? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They figure it out. So I, I think that that's something that... Um, the Bears respect about Nagy so far. It all seems to be, he seems to carry himself the same way, like across the board. Yeah. You know, you just be you, right? The, yeah, be, yeah, you, the yeah. be you thing. There's not, a lot, there's not a lot of BS to Matt Nagy. No. Not a lot of BS. He's probably more straightforward in a sense than John Fox was. Does that make sense? Well, certainly with us. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that applies to his players as well. To the franchise, other areas of the franchise as well. Yeah, you think so? Yes. Yes, I 100% believe so. Well, um, based on what you saw from Mitch Trubisky yesterday, we don't get to see a whole lot. Saw like 15 passes. Right. But I saw those 15 passes or whatever they were, and I said, he's going to be a full participant on the injury report, and he's good to go. You're so mad about last week still then, huh? No, I just... I. This gets back to what I was talking about Tuesday. I, I just don't think the Bears are in position to be acting like a team that's arrived. No, well, they're not. They're That's exactly why they made the decision. This is more than this year. I get that this year is playing out tr- quite nicely for them. But Mitch Trubisky is supposed to be here for a long time. Long time. Let's be safer than sorry with the future of the franchise. Just but like isn't there the for- same exact risk this Sunday as there was last Sunday? Not if his shoulder is better, feeling better. But what, if his shoulder was sore still last week, still a bit tight, why the heck would you want him to play? Because you play to win the game, as Herm Edwards once said. If, if, you play to win games also down the road as well. I'm just saying that this was more than just a short-sighted one-game 
decision against the Giants. Well, and that's why I totally understand not... That's why they rested Cleo Mack as well. But they didn't at first. That's why they changed their mind. When they had, that's why they learned. No, it's because they were playing the, the Patriots. Yeah, but they also learned from it. They also learned from it. <laughs> it's because they're playing the Patriots. That's why they're playing the Giants. Well, they didn't beat the Giants, yes. did they? Yeah. Whoops. I, I'm just saying, it's more than just this season you have to consider. When you when you consider the throwing shoulder of your quarterback. Well, and that's why I totally understood not playing him four days later on a, with 84 hours to prepare for the Lions. I mean, that made sense. That made Complete and total sense, but then you had a week and a half, and it seemed like saying it's not out of the question for a player to feel better on Tuesday as opposed to that Sunday morning. Well, I'm sure he did. He looked, he felt better on Monday. Yeah, was playing table tennis. Yeah, whatever that is. I'm pretty. I bet you he did feel pretty good on Sunday, but (laughs) safer than sorry. I mean, you would probably be ripping them to no end, and this entire town would be if he played against the Giants. Was hit by. I don't know, name somebody else. Old but he tree. could get hit Sunday, too. I get it. I get it. But you're giving him a better chance to feel better and make plays with his shoulder. Uh, I feel like if you take a hit, you take a hit, you're hurt. Well, I mean, there's playing hurt and there's playing hurt. The, the only thing that would be different is if he could have done damage by throwing the football. Well, probably. Well, that and that's what I'm saying. Then they wouldn't be letting him play ping pong Monday night. Yeah. So that doesn't seem like it was a good yeah. start. All right. I think we're arguing over semantics here. I think we everybody in this town needed to keep more than this season in mind when it came to the throwing shoulder of Mitchell Trubisky. All right. I just disagree. I, I you don't care about the long term. No, I, I, I think that this team has a, a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. If they well, fit. You're mentioning Super Bowl. You think they're a Super Bowl winner? I, I, think they, I think they a have. A defense that gets gashed by the Dolphins, that gets gashed by... Odell Beckham's 50-yard passes? Well, let me tell you real quick. A lot more to prove here, my friend. I understand. But if you're... I don't know who you're going to pick here in 20 or so minutes when we make our picks. But if your pick is the Bears, then you're telling me they're a Super Bowl contender. No. Mm -hmm. So, I do think this is a team that has a chance to win Super Bowl. And what you just lost by losing on Sunday was a first-round bye. Okay? And now it's a lot harder. Now you have to go to L.A. or New Orleans when you had a chance to host at least a second-round game. So that's what I'm saying, that this season does matter. Yeah. I understand no, the I future get it. No, matters, I get it. I but get you can it. fix but, 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 the shoulder but, 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 but in the offseason. Jay Culler fixed his shoulder in the offseason once. Also, in the, in the grander scheme of one season, the teams will have bad losses. Well, the Bears have had three of them. Yes. Yes, I mean, the Patriots lost to the Lions. Lions are garbage. Saints just lost to the Cowboys. It happens. It happens. I just think they'd be 3-3 three and three if Mitch had played. So, I, that's just how I feel about it. That's just how I feel about it. They took a, they took a risk because they, they wanted to be safer than sorry. I get it. I understand no, I the, the risk logic. Is, the risk is rushing the quarterback. That's the risk. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's a risk, too, but... I mean, look at Andrew Luck's situation. Completely mishandled it by, by, by the Colts. That's a totally different injury. We don't, we don't even know the specifics of Mitch Trubisky's injury. Well, we know it's not that bad. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't be bad. It could have gotten worse. Unless you is know it, something it, that you're it, not isn't telling Isn't that us. the team concern of, of it's something getting worse? Uh, fine, but then there's the same risk this Sunday. Well, it's but they're playing the Rams. Football. You know, it's like, I, I get mad at people for making too big a, a, a deal out of his running. Because football is still football. I get what, get what you're saying. You can't put the guy in bubble wrap back there. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I think he should play exactly how he has he been. Should not, he should not change whatsoever. I agree. 
Maybe he can improve his sliding, but you see awkward slides all around the league. You know who takes too many hits? Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Carson Wentz. It happens. Just saying. Uh, all right. Should we dive into this game? Let's do it. Rams at Bears. Opened up at four. Bears a four-point underdog. It's now down to three. Um, so basically an even matchup here, right? Well, no, that would be the opposite way. Because you would get three uh, if you're the, the home, Rams are home team. Yeah. Rams, Rams are, are Rams are favored. Rams are significantly favored. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by three. Not Se- significantly, but yes. Seven twenty Sunday. Well, considering they're going on the road, seven twenty Sunday on NBC. What's your big question in this football game? Well, you you gave us ours. Yours not too, not too long ago. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. You, you can't give two big questions. No, that was a big picture question. Big picture question. Okay, Can you believe so. this guy doesn't follow the rules, John Z? He makes he makes them up as they go, Joe. This is how this is what I got to work with. That's here, the power everybody. I have. Anyway, Adam Hogue, my big question for this game is: What happens with the defense? What what type of resolve do they have? Every loss this season, okay, minus the, the Patriots one because he had two special teams touchdowns. The Packers lost week one, blown tackles, dropped interception. Dolphins game, can't tackle Albert Wilson. Last game, blown coverages in the secondary. I don't care about the timeout. I get the momentum may have changed them, but you know what? Your outstanding defense should change that momentum back. And they did not. They allowed two blown. How you do not cover Odell Beckham Jr. in a goal line situation on fourth down is beyond reason. Okay? so Safety didn't pick him up. So going against a top-tier offense, one with star power, what type of performance do you get from your defense? You basically uh, took my question. See? Nah, see what we did there, Joe? Very well he's, done. He's stuck with one. I'll be a little bit more specific. Can the defense hold the Rams offense to no more than 23 points? Oof. And the reason I use 23 is because that's how many the Denver Broncos held the Rams to. In a game in Denver back on October 14th when it was freezing there. And I remember watching that game, uh, and it wasn't a very kind of a sleepy, it was sort of a sleepy performance by the Rams, cold weather. Bears have a better offense than Denver. So if you can hold them, if you can hold the Rams to low 20s in points, I think the Bears are going to have a chance to win this football game. And I don't need to reiterate everything you just said, but that's kind of the same questions I have. I mean, they have, at times, shut down offenses. At other times, missed tackles have been a problem. Todd Gurley's one of the harder guys to tackle in football. They got wide receivers across the board that are hard to cover. And discipline, we briefly brought up earlier with Roquan Smith in his coverage. I've seen improvement each and every week. It's still a vulnerability for him, though. And this offense that the Rams run, ton of jet motion, ton, ton of um, deception, a lot yeah. like what the Bears do, yeah. a little bit of a different twist. You'll see a lot of guys end around, fake end arounds, tons of motion. They test the discipline of the linebackers. Test your eyes and test your fundamentals. And that's going to be huge throughout this game. So are there slip-ups? Yeah. 
are there plays where, and it was a great play designed by Pat Shermer, which is why Odell Beckham's, you somehow snuck him out of there wide open. But the reality is, is Adrian Amos didn't realize he was coming across the formation and he just stood there flat footed instead of picking him up. Okay. Because there was a lot of deception on that play. So you, that's a play you give the offense credit, but that's going to happen over and over again on Sunday night at Soldier Field with this Rams offense. So my question is very similar to yours, and it's just can they slow down this offense, hold them to low 20s? I thought Matt Nagy gave a pretty cool description, not cool, de- detailed description on what some, sometimes what the Rams give you. They'll have the same formation, the same look, and there'll be three or four different plays out of that same look. Now, a lot of teams do that, but I think the Rams do it better than others, especially when it comes to their play-action plays because, look, Todd Gurley is a force. You have to focus on him. Jared Goff has something that Mr. Trubisky does not, a star running back. And they use him, or or Goff, I should say, really uses him to his benefit, especially when it comes to play-action passes. Oh, yeah, no question. Plays on plays, right? That's what Plays on plays. Plays on plays. The Bears have it. The Rams have it. It's what these offenses are doing. It's what the Bears didn't have last year. It's what the Rams didn't have with Jeff Fisher as their head coach. This is what has changed with these. They two did teams. have a seven and nine record once or twice, Adam. Well, seven times. Seven. <laughs> is that really seven? I times? I don't know. Still? It wasn't that much, but that was the whole joke. <clears throat> I'm not here to go seven and nine again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the you best are. part is he even says it. I know he says it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were all seven and nine. Sometimes Jeff, the Rams have been held under thirty points. Just twice this season. They won both of those games. 23-20 over the Broncos. 29-27 over the Packers. It's going to be a good game. Bold prediction time? I believe so. Bold predictions. Can I go first? Sure. Jordan Howard will have 100 rushing yards or Um, more this game. Okay. That's as bold as we can get, Adam. That is pretty bold. It's coming. It's coming. Reason? Protecting Mr. Trubisky a little bit. Keeping the Rams off the field a little bit. Rams are a bit vulnerable defensively. They are. Saw some signs of progress against the Giants. They got away from it a little bit in the second half. It happens this week. It happens. All right. My counter to that is there was not an easier opportunity to get him over 100 yards since Sunday against the Giants. And it's really the first and only time this season I have totally just disagreed with something that Matt Nagy was saying. When the game kind of got away from them in the third quarter? Yeah, he's saying that the run wasn't there. They were loading up the box. They did. You were still having success running the football. So I I don't get it. Uh, Rams 18th in the league in rushing defense. Coming up 118 yards per game. This Rams defense is nothing special. We should make this clear. They have special players. They don't have a special defense. I think they got one special player. Really? Yes. Who else would you give a special to? Um, exactly. Exactly. I mean, well, Aaron Donald, obviously. Not a yeah, well, different, yeah. Different planet. Yeah. Superstar. The Rams also are in the bottom half of the league in terms of opposing passer rating. I think they're 24th in the league. And I think the stat is only four teams have allowed more passing touchdowns than them this year. 
So you have Aaron Donald, kind of unstoppable. James Daniels is going to have his hands full. The rookie left guard for the Bears. But there are holes to exploit in this Rams defense. What, what I'll say, okay, they, you're, I'll agree with you, they only have one special player. They have a few players that used to be special, and I would say are still pretty good. And Dominican Spurts Sue, is special. And Dominican Sue is still pretty good in the middle. Dante Fowler, since he's come over, has been pretty good. He's been pretty good. Samson Ibukam, he was he was incredible in that game against the Chiefs. Well, the Chiefs. He's a young guy that's been making some plays for them. Marcus Peters can be vulnerable in coverage. He can also make big plays against you, too. And Aqib Tlaib is in the same boat. So I don't think across the board they're as good as the the Bears, but as a unit. But they still got some pretty good players you got to be careful about. Well, Aaron Donald's a game wrecker, just like Khalil Mack's a game wrecker. What did Matt Nagy say the other day? You have to circle him three times. We were talking about game changers. So he does that times three. Mm-hmm. He's unstoppable. It's Look, they're going to have to work on the protection up, up front. Brian Witzman's going to need help. Aaron Donald's going to be left one-on-one with James Daniels quite a bit, I think, uh, on Sunday. And I, I, did, I wrote about this in today's Chicago Sun-Times that some of Aaron Donald's best games, it, for the majority of the time, he rushes over the left guard. Two sacks in Patrick Mahomes, over the left guard. Two sacks on Kirk Cousins earlier this year, over the left guard. Two sacks on Aaron Rodgers this year, over the left guard. James Daniels has to come to play. Absolutely has to come to play. Big statement game for him. That's a great point. It was a, I read your story this morning. It's a good, good key matchup to watch in this football game. No question. All right. My bold prediction... Prediction is going to have to do with this quarterback guy named Mitch Trubisky, who's coming back. And I'm just checking his yards per game just to see what's a fair number. It's, yeah, okay. 350. I think he throws for 350. Okay. And four touchdowns. Whoa. Whoa. Well, if that happens, Bears win. I think the Bears' offense. They're going to move the ball at him. I was going to say three touchdowns, but just to, to make it bold. Would three still be bold? I'd say four. Four. On, just four. Man up. Man it up. Seems... You got your man cold going on. Just man up a little bit. All right. Okay. 350, four touchdowns. Okay. I like it. Predictions. 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 So a month ago, my bold prediction was that the, the Bears, I wrote this in the paper, were going to beat the Rams. So I'm literally on record, in print, saying this. Right. And you're on record 20 minutes ago saying they're not a Super Bowl contender. Yes. Well, I still, think they, I still think they need to prove it. You don't. I, I feel a sense of them that they have to still, still prove it, especially defensively. This would be the game to do it. To me, the concern, I, I don't know what to expect from Mitchell Strabisky in this game. I, I, I really don't. I think the numbers says he can have a good game. Usually when the matchups are like that, he does have a good game, but he hasn't played for three weeks. A little bit more than that, is it not? So I, I'm, I'm going to pick the Rams. So I'm going, I, I'm forgetting what I wrote a month ago. I'm picking the Rams. It, it's going to be tight. And again, this this score could be reversed, just like the Viking, Vikings game. But I'm thinking something like 27-24 Rams. So um, great news for the Bears. 
Because last time you did this was the Vikings game. Yes. That the Bears easily won. They did easily win. In control the entire time. All right. Um, 28-24, Bears. So the four touchdowns. I mean, that's it right there. Trubisky four. Figure it out. Can Jordan Howard get 100 in, in your prediction? No, well? he no. does not. Because Matt Nagy hates Jordan Howard. Confirmed. <laughs> hates him. <laughs> Just kidding. He does not hate Jordan Howard. He does not commit to Jordan Howard, and I don't see why that would change on Sunday. Just don't see that changing. Yeah. Well, that's why I was bold. Yeah. It's bold. Uh, I think the Bears get four touchdowns in this game, whether that all comes from Trubisky's arm or not, or Akeem Hicks handoff. Or See, I, I don't, I, I don't touchdown. like my pick because, again, the, the numbers say Trubisky should have a good day. Yeah. I think the Bears' defense, I, I think this is, as much as they've had their struggles at in moments, in spurts, this is still the best defense they've faced all season. And I do think that Broncos game earlier in the year gives Vic Fangio kind of a blueprint for how to slow down this offense, especially in this weather on that turf. It's not going to be, of course they have been playing the Coliseum, which doesn't have the greatest turf either. Actually, it's looked really worse than this. <laughs> <field. laughs> yeah. But um, there's going to be a way to slow this offense down enough, enough. So 28, 24. What did I say? 27, 24. Yeah. Yep. The other way around. Joe, what are you thinking? Yeah, I got the Bears winning 27-21. I think the Whoa. Rams have some vulnerabilities in defending the uh, the tight end. I think Trey Burton's going to have a monster game this weekend. And, you know, the the weather will play a factor. I don't, I'm not going to call it a bear weather game, but I think, you know, when it gets to a certain point in the game, the Rams are 11-1. and They don't necessarily need this win as much as the Bears do. Um, and they they played well in prime time, so I think, uh, I think the Bears come out on top. You guys are almost making me lean towards flipping on my pick. Nope, can't do it. On record again? I already flipped my original pick. <laughs> Flipper. Flip, flip, flip. Yeah, Trey Burton had zero catches the other day. But um, you know, I think he's probably missing Mitch a little bit. Yeah, well, a lot of that was on the quarterback. Bears Walter Payton, man of the year nominee, yeah, by the way. Yeah, Trey Burton. To him. So Good signing. It was oh, a good signing. Yeah, it's been a good signing. No question. They need to get Adam Shaheen going here a little bit, too. So that's something to watch. Uh, should we come up with a listener prop bet, which once again, we forgot to put out on Twitter, <laughs> which we're well, really good at that. Over or under, how many times we forget to do this? Let me do it real quick. Go. You just start talking, and, and I'll, um, we'll see what we get quickly here. Um, well, we can brainstorm. So it's a Sunday night game, and it's Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth coming back. Um, it's another uh, 85 rematch, but I don't think the national media cares as as much about that. No, I don't think they do either. How about references to Jared Goff and Mitch Trubisky working out in the offseason? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Set it at one and a half. How much fun do you think those two had? <laughs> well, that was back when uh, Mitch wasn't Zero's Dark Ten, and he would actually be posting to Instagram and stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, they're on the beach a lot. Yeah. Nothing yet. Nothing yet. Give it time. Well, let's roll with that one. I like that one. Uh, something about Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald being, you know, paid pretty handsomely. Maybe defensive player of the year candidates. Yeah. Okay. Two and a half. What was, is that in, in terms of individual references? Or uh, will, you, will you do a combine? Or do they both have to be referenced in the same sentence? Maybe how, how many times they're compared. Okay. Yeah. Salary or otherwise. 
set that at a uh, one and a half. Yeah, two. see, you already got one response, which is exactly what I brought up. Trubisky and Golf being roommates this summer at one and a half. That's because he's probably listening live. Which would be creepy, because that would mean he's inside my house. Oh, Super look, weird. Look, look at the first one we get from Steve Marock on Twitter. Mentions of Trubisky and Golf being roommates this summer at one and a half. The foresight you have today, Adam Hogue, Joe, is uh, remarkable. Joe, should we tell him? Yeah, like, did you I turn mean, your headphones I mean, off or something, yeah, dude? We just said no, that. No, you said that? We literally oh, just yeah. said that. <laughs> I was not paying attention. <laughs> I mean, is there an echo here? <laughs> literally not paying attention. I was looking for a prop bet. There, there must be an echo in here. Adam Jones! All right. I like that Joe thinks the Bears are going to win, too. There it is. All right, should we get to other games here? Yeah, buddy. I'll start paying attention. What do you got? No college games, so that's why you're going to pay attention this week. We do have one college game. Navy. Okay. We'll start inside the division first. (laughs) Go to Monday night, the uh, team that we got to keep tracking here. The Minnesota Vikings head on the road to Seattle. So last week in New England, didn't get the job done. Really kind of sort of like that Bears game. They just weren't the better team the entire time. And Patriots ended up winning comfortably. Now they go to Seattle. The Seahawks are quite a story, man. I don't know that after week two when they were at Soldier Field, I would have said that they were uh, a playoff team. But they're holding on and they got a chance to win a wild card. They're at home. That loud building. Three and a half point favorites Monday night on ESPN. I think it's going to be a great Monday night game. Kirk Cousins does not step up in primetime. Just simply doesn't. Russell Wilson does. Yeah, Russell Wilson will. He's going to make a lot more plays. It sounds it's a cliche, but it's going to be one hundred percent true. Compared to what he what, what Kirk Cousins does, give me give me Russell Wilson in this one. I'm going to take the Vikings to cover. Because I think it's going to be a really good, tight game. But I agree that Russell Wilson, the Seahawks, will come up with the play at the end uh, to win the game. But I think it's going to be a one-point, two-point, three-point type game. So the fact it's three-and-a-half here, at least the spread we're using. I saw it in three at other places. Uh, I'm going to take Seattle. Joe? So everybody is basically a broken record with the Vikings and you know they went to the NFC Championship last last year. They're going to get it together. Their offense is better. They upgraded at quarterback. They got great wide receivers and nothing is really gelling together. They just seem off. I think this is a route. I think Seattle takes care of business in a, a pretty handily and you can bust out the lock cuz I am going with the Seahawks. Lock it up, baby. Wow. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. That'd be big for the Bears, especially if they could pull out a victory. Go up two and a half games. That would give them a chance to clinch the division against the Packers next week if that scenario plays out. Ooh. All they would have to do is win. Ooh. I'm going to be so hungover for that game. Go <laughs> you keep telling <laughs> you keep, you keep telling I got Bob Seeger on Friday and one of my best friends' weddings on Saturday. That's busy. Ooh. That's busy. We won this game tonight. Adam Hall will be rhetorically dancing in the, with his verbiage. Two outs. Here's Luke Voigt pinch batting. Falcons <laughs> at Packers. How about the Packers? Five and a half point favorite. 
noon Sunday on Fox after firing their head coach. How bad are the Falcons? Joel Philbin hasn't called plays since 1990. No, he ain't calling anything. Aaron Rodgers is calling that game. Are you kidding me? Aaron Rodgers was calling games when Mike McCarthy was there. Does any other team get more credit with the spread than the Packers do? No, no, no. It's the Aaron Rodgers effect. Falcons are, oof. Dan Quinn, hot seat? Yeah. Soon? Next year, maybe? Maybe. I think the Packers are folding up the tent. Yeah. Give me the Falcon. Uh, Packers might win. Falcons will cover. Yeah, Five and a half, too much. Joe? Yeah, that's exactly where I am. I mean, it's it's hard to tell how exactly a team will react after a coach gets fired. And I think Rodgers will have a big game, but I don't see their defense stopping uh, Matt Ryan on the other side. We had a miserable week last week, and we'll look to bounce back. So I like the Falcons to cover, Packers to win. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to lock that up, too. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Come on. They're done. Siesta. Lions at Cardinals. Cardinals coming off their win over the Packers. Now they come home. Lions are actually a three-point road favorite here. 325 Sunday on Fox. Another bad football game to pick here, huh, Adam? Um, We picked the division. I know. Welcome to the Hogan Johns podcast. I know, I know. First time here. First time caller. (laughs) Hey, I correctly predicted a long time ago that the Lions were hot garbage. Let that be on record. Let you, that be noted again. You did. Yes. Two years in a row, I've got the hot garbage pick correct. Cardinals? You okay there? Yeah. You're yawning. Siesta. This man cold's really serious. Um, Give me the Cardinals. Josh Rosa, baby. Here we go. Lions. Analysis over. They're better than the Cardinals. Lions. Joe? I think they feed off of the big win last week in Green Bay, man. Home dog against the Lions. Come on. They don't need points. They're going to win straight up. But I'll take the points. <laughs> Those guys are playing for Steve Wilkes. I'll give them that. Are they playing for Matt Patricia? Don't know about that one. But their body posture is just perfect. So they got That's that good. going for them. Step in the right direction. Holy Moses. Colts at Texans. That was about a year ago. You haven't played that one in a while. That was about a year ago. Last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it, that season last year seems like another lifetime ago. Doesn't it? Robbie Gold's the 49ers Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee, by the way. Good for him. Uh, Colts at Texans. I thought this was a, you know just an interesting game to pick. No, it is. It is. Noon Let's... Sunday on CBS. Texans are five-point home favorite. Colts are kind of up and coming here. Texans have won nine in a row. They haven't looked good really doing it. Spurs they won nine games in a row. That's but have you seen some of those games? Uh, I've seen some of them. Yeah, they haven't really looked overly good. Saw the game it. against the Cowboys. I, I think the Colts cover, but the the Texans win ten in a row. Wow, are they a Super Bowl contender? I mean, any team that wins ten in a row, you have to consider, right? Didn't the Colts just get shut out by the Jaguars? Yeah. Six nothing, dude. Yeah, I mean the Texans still have a pretty good defense. Yeah, give me it doesn't mean they can't cover. I'll take the Texans. Yeah, super disappointing week for the Colts last week. I mean, I can't can't believe that the Jaguars, who have given up, could could shut out a team like that. But uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Texans. I mean, I, I can't believe that they have won nine games in a row, but they have. So keep it rolling. Do you guys know who picked up Bill O'Brien to be coach of the year? This guy. He's just full of backpacks today. Backpacks. This guy. Backpacks. And when they were zero and three. 
I I mean I picked the Texans to uh win the division and then I uh when they were on three I wrote that uh team most likely to turn their season around. The Texans. Man, so you've been all in on them. The Texans. They're also gonna lose in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> Probably. What was you know kind of unusual about Brian was he kind of played like a monster man in New Mexico. Erlacher is like coaching the Pro Bowl. He is, yes. He's, he's like the he's defensive, the defensive coordinator, coordinator of the NFC team. So Tampa too. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. He's gonna take all the Bears playmakers and put them in the Tampa. Listen, too. Luke Keekley, you gotta drop better than that. Straight down the middle of the field. Yeah. Right. Eddie Jackson, Adrian Amos just going to be playing cover two the yeah, whole game. Yeah, nothing behind you, boys. Jackson's going to be like, no. No. I'm going to go, no. Uh, Eagles at Cowboys. Division. This is the, like the division championship right here, is it not? 325 game uh, on Fox. Cowboys are a three and a half point favorite at home. Yeah, this. I mean, it's a big game. The Eagles are the better team, are they not? I don't know. Inconsistent. Just, a few holes on that defense. Definitely not as good as they were last year defensively. Turned it around the last couple of weeks, but the Cowboys have kind of gotten in a groove here. Playing tough. Defense, their defense is good. Yeah. So legit, Late Van Resch, going to be a player. Is a player already. Jason Witten compared him to Erlacher on Monday Night Football a couple weeks ago. Oh, the old white guy thing. I get it. Anyway, <laughs> um... Give me the Cowboys, though. You're right, though. They do got some good things. Dave Prescott's playing better as well. Zeke Elliott's running the ball. Amari Cooper's been... Thank you, John Gruden, again. Helping the team become a playoff team. Just not your own. Right. Uh, the Cowboys getting three and the hook is what makes me a little nervous, but I'm still going to roll with them. The Eagles just can't seem to get it. I mean, okay, so you beat the, the, you, the Washington Redskins with Mark Sanchez out there the other day. Give me the Cowboys. You know, what was really impressive about the Cowboys last week is not just beating the Saints, but holding down, like not, not winning in a uh, a shootout. You know, they held their offense uh, to, what, like 10 points? So, I, I like you said, their Cowboys defense is legit. Eagles are starting to roll a little bit. I, th- I thought, uh, what's his name, Golden Tate had a pretty good game on Monday night. I can see this being a close game, so I will take the Eagles and the points. All right, and then one college game to get to. Army-Navy week. It's always a good one. Owen Johns is o- or Owen Johns. That should be your nickname, Owen Johns. <laughs> because you are Owen 2 picking Navy the last couple of years. I'm going to pick him again. The second you got on the Navy bandwagon, Army started winning. You are the reason. Well, I'm locking him up then. Navy. You're locking up Navy? Hit the button already. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Army is seven-point favorite. It's not a bad pick. Game being played in Philadelphia. It is a rivalry game. It's really weird that Navy is struggling as much as they are this year. I think they are three and nine. So, yeah, seven points too much in a rivalry game. I will also take Army. Or Navy, I mean. I will also take Navy. (laughs) You got it. Uh, my grandfather served in the Navy, so I'll be rooting for Navy, but uh, Navy is 1-6 against the spread in the last seven years. I think that trend continues, and uh, I think Army covers. But okay. I'll, I'll be rooting for the midshipmen. I pick Navy because my grandfather served with them too, Joe, but I'm a believer. 
my grandfather was also in the Navy. So we got a clean sweep here. Okay. For rooting for Navy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, time for us to get out of here. Big game Sunday night. So I've been told. It should be good. Uh, Bears and Rams. We should remind everybody that Matt Nagy wants you to be loud yep. when Jared Goff is on the field. That's true. Which should be pretty standard when you're at home, especially in a night game. Get loud. They're pretty loud against the Vikings, though. Yeah. It'll be a cold one on the lakefront. But it should be a good game. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Our producer, Joe Romano, at Joey Joe Rowe. Thanks to Ernie Scatton for the opens, the conversation. Next week will be better conversation. It's a good Tuesday segment. Yeah, it is a good Tuesday segment. WGNRadio.com slash BearChicago, SunTimes.com. That's where you can read us. Please search Hogan Johns. Please rate it. Please review it. Did you do it? We asked you to. Show uh, your buddy how to get it on their phone. It's not that hard. You can do it. Just hit that subscribe button for them. Appreciate you doing that. All right. We got to get out of here. Everyone enjoy their weekend. Enjoy the Bears game. We'll be back Sunday night with our post-game episode, Bears and Rams at Soldier Field. All right, let's continue this love fest. Do your research.